Hey, John here. Today, I want to talk about email marketing and newsletters for niche sites. Okay, so if, if you've been reading other bloggers about how to build up some sort of online publishing business, you've probably read or heard the phrase, the money is in the list. Well, I can tell you right now, it really isn't actually. It depends on the niche. Okay, so a niche like Fast Stacks, which I would coin as a B2B or business to business, it's really serving business owners or aspiring business owners. Email is fantastic. Okay, I, spent, I put a lot of time and effort into the Fast Stacks email newsletter. I do so because I enjoy it, but it is also very, very lucrative. So it works for that type of business. Basically, any blogger who's telling you how to do SEO and how to blog and how to publish content and all that stuff, email is going to be outstanding. So, of course, they're going to say the money is in the list. But when you branch out into what I would call the B2C niches, that's sort of uh, basically to the to the consumer aspect. And, and that's where the lion's share of readership is. The, the audiences are much larger. You're talking like fashion, photography, photography for the masses. If you went to photography for business owners or professional photographers, that's different. Uh, automobiles, vehicles, motorcycles, camping, outdoor pursuits, running, etc. Email is not necessarily going to be the best channel in order for, for revenue and for traffic and all the rest of it. Okay. Now there are going to definitely be some B2C niches where email is very, very powerful. It's usually in your uh, really strong problem solving niches, sort of like um, weight loss, bodybuilding. Basically, if you go into a lot of the ClickBank categories, uh, ClickBank is like kind of an affiliate platform that sells where you can get access as an affiliate to all kinds of more info products. A lot of those niches are very, very good with email. So, so email is, is a bit of a, of a weird thing. It can work really, really well in some niches and then it doesn't work in a whole lot of other niches. And you sort of got to wrap your head around thinking about, well, you know, which is the niche I'm in that I've chosen is email good. Okay. So I've struggled with this over the years and I really wanted to make email work in my regular niche sites. And I'm, I'm my regular niche sites. None of them are really known to be email marketing marketing powerhouses. Okay. I'm not in weight loss, weight loss. I'm not in bodybuilding. I'm not in these sort of what you'd coin as desperation or strong problem solving niches. Okay. I'm kind of in just general broad audience niche sites. Okay. Most people are. So I've wanted to make email work. I know competitors in my niches do a lot of email, so it must be working for them. I don't think they would do it to lose money. And I've done it on and off for years, especially with my biggest niche site. And, and I made money with it. It was just the, the big question was, is the amount of time I'm putting into it, is it worth it? Or is my time better spent elsewhere? And typically it was better spent elsewhere. So I've started it. I built it up. I stopped. I started it, built it up. I stopped. And so recently I, I resumed. I've, I've been building up. I've got, must be approaching 30 or 40,000 subscribers uh, with a lot of traffic like a, that site gets. It's pretty easy to get a lot of subscribers pretty fast. But I've also added email newsletters to two additional niche sites and they're slowly building up as well. In fact, one is doing quite well. And so I've been building up for a little bit and I have like an automated email sequence that everybody gets a sort of a series of emails. It's really just driving, driving them back to various articles on the site. Okay. It's pretty simple. It's automated. I don't have to do much about it, how much it's earning and whether it's worth it. I don't really know, but I don't have to do anything really to manage that. Okay. But now I'm at the stage where I really want to try to leverage these audiences I'm building up with and coming up with content that's really going to spark engagement with the readers and drive a lot of traffic back to the sites, get a lot of open rates. 
I'm not deluded to think I'm going to earn a whole lot in affiliate commissions. I've never really been able to work and it's not for lack of trying. But if I could get a pretty high engagement rate and send quite a few people back to the respective niche sites on a consistent basis, that would be a big, big win for me. Okay. But here's the catch. The catch is I want to do it with heart, with basically no additional work. Okay. I'm pretty sure I could create some pretty highly engaging email newsletters for pretty much any niche. If I put the amount of time into it, like I do for fat sacks, if I sat down and I wrote email newsletters for the email to come up with engaging, informative, well-researched articles that I would write just for the email and not worry about whether the topic or the way I'm writing will, will rank as an SEO blog post on the site. If I just wrote it for email, I'm pretty sure I could probably do a pretty good job with it. But it's a lot of work and I simply would not and do not have the time to create four email newsletters like I do for the Fat Sacks newsletter. Okay, so so that's not really an option. So what I've been working on and trying to figure out, and, and it is working to an extent so far, so I'm quite pleased with that, and that is coming up with really high engagement newsletters very, very quickly. And in fact, I want to be able to come up with content that's going to work on the website as well as the newsletter. Okay. And the problem with trying to do that, trying to basically take email newsletter content and turn that into a blog post is, is often the keywords aren't really that good for email newsletters, at least the way I frame it and phrase it and come up with topics and that sort of thing. Not only that, I don't really go into the level of detail in a newsletter than I would say for a particular blog post, let's say for a tutorial or something like that. I just don't do that. I sort of give the the broad strokes and that's all that's really needed. I don't think people read email newsletters want to read the 3000 word version. Okay. So email is a different beast and it's different like this. It's really push versus pull. SEO traffic, when people are searching, they come to your site and they come to an article via search, they're looking for that topic. They want to read about that topic. So it makes sense they're going to come to their site. And if it's a, if it's a well-done article, they're going to stay in your site and they're going to read the entire article, right? So they're looking for that. Whereas email is disruptive, right? You're, you're basically pushing this content to them. And so in order to, let's say you have 10,000 subscribers, in order to appeal to even, let's say 4,000, 4,000 uh, people opening out of 10,000 subscribers is a very, very good open rate. If you could do that consistently, that is that is a huge, huge win. But how are you going to do that? Because these people aren't really looking for anything. You've got to create content that is going to have this mass appeal, yet at the same time be specific enough that they're going to find it interesting and interesting enough to open it and then even click through to your site to, to read the content. Okay, so now, in fact, with the Fatsox email newsletter, I put almost all the email content directly in the newsletter. Now, I'm not proposing that you would do this with your niche site email newsletters. In fact, unless you figure out a way to really earn quite well with the affiliate links or or selling your own products via the email newsletter, uh, you're going to you're, you're really only real option for monetizing that newsletter is driving the traffic back to your site where you got the ads and all that. Okay. So that's what you have to keep in mind. You got to get the people to click through back to your site. And you also want that direct traffic to your site because that's going to help your SEO. I, I believe that, you know, if as long as it's real traffic and not bots going to articles and you're, and you, whether you send them directly from email or they're from other sources, 
that traffic is going to help your overall SEO. Google is going to take notice of all this. And I, and I believe in the long run, it's, it's going to make a difference. Okay. So anytime you have a method to send traffic to your site, especially lots of traffic, it's definitely worth doing. You know, of course, there's always going to be that fine line of, you know, is it worth it? Is the amount of time you put in it going to be worth that traffic? If you could send five, five visitors to your website, but it takes you an hour and a half to do that. Yeah. I think you're much better off focusing on writing another article that's geared toward, you know, a great uh, searched keyword and publishing that just in your site and ignore the email. But if you can spend 20 minutes on an email and push 5,000 visitors to an article, now that's a, that's a different equation, right? That, that, that's going to work out. That's worth it. So these are the things you need to keep in mind. Now, the big, the big thing I'm working on right now, and and I'm having some success with it, and that is, is to come up with content that's going to work and benefit the site as content that's going to help the individual articles rank in search engines. But at the same time, just basically copy and paste that content into the email or just link, don't even a copy and paste, but provide like a snippet or an overview and then link back out to the website and do that in a way that is going to get a large number of opens and appeal to a, a large percentage of the readership. Okay. So, so I kind of came up with some examples to try to explain what I'm talking about. Cause maybe if you've never done email before, none of this is really making sense. So I'm going to use the example of the vehicle's niche again, just because I have in the last few episodes here, so I might as well continue in the same vein. Okay, so so what would be an engaging topic for vehicles? The problem with the whole automobile niche is people are typically only into it while they're shopping for a car. As soon as they buy a car or truck, they're kind of done. It's like they're not really into the cars anymore, right? Okay, so let's say you do run an auto site and it gets lots of traffic. You got an email and you're get, getting subscribers to your email newsletter. So now you need to send content that's going to appeal to them, even if maybe they're not no longer looking for a car. They bought the car, okay? But we all sort of have a, a somewhat mild of an interest in vehicles. I, I do. I, I'm not looking for a car right now, but I'm still kind of interested in what's coming out. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a, an aficionado by any stretch, but I'm kind of interested, generally speaking. Okay, so so one area I'm moderately interested in is the electrical vehicle. I don't want to call it a revolution, but it's it's a big change in the whole automobile industry, big time, right? I mean, they're they're taking over, and it's the future of vehicles. So so I kind of pay attention a little bit to it. So you know, one one example of an article that would be really good you could put in a, in such a newsletter would be "Could this ruin Tesla?" That's your subject. Could this ruin Tesla? Okay, so that yeah, I know that is a bit clickbaity, okay. And but if you can deliver on that, if you could write a really good article or a chunk or a section of an article that's put into another article on your site, then I think you'll have some pretty happy people. You could make them really think about EVs because they're not perfect. There are problems with it, and you know one one example is is how long the battery life uh, life is. Uh, the, once the batteries are done on these cars, because they're so expensive, you, you basically the car is worthless. You can't really replace it with the battery. Now, I think that's going to change in the long run. It has to change because the economics not going to really work. But, you know, eventually the cost of these batteries got to go down. And so that when the battery dies, let's say after 10 years, then you just get a new one and it's totally worth your car goes another 10 years. Okay. So obviously they're going to deal with this problem, but it is a problem right now. Now, could it ruin Tesla? I don't know. Maybe I think Tesla's bigger problems is the amount of competition that's coming on board now. Cause I mean, Tesla was way ahead. Anyways, I don't want to turn this into a whole EV discussion. Obviously you can see I'm somewhat interested in it. Okay. So, so could this ruin Tesla would be a much better, uh, 
subject line, then let's say you had an article on, let's say the following three articles on your auto site, and you're just going to, you know, rather than try to come up with something a lot, a lot more engaging, you're just going to put these in the newsletters, okay? The 10 fastest electric vehicles. This is not bad. I don't think it's going to get quite the engagement as could this ruin Tesla, or how long does it take to charge an electric vehicle? That's actually a very good search term. And if you could rank for it, that's excellent, but that's not going to get a lot of interest in an email newsletter. Remember, we're pushing to these people. We're pushing, we're in, we're disrupting their day. So it has to be something that's going to have real interest to it. What are electric vehicle batteries made of? Okay. Yeah. Some people are going to maybe be interested in that. Most people aren't. Most people don't care. They just want to know what is a good electric, electric vehicle. But they're also sort of interested. I mean, Tesla is sort of bigger than larger than life right now. And Elon is quite the character and all this stuff. So there's a lot of mystery around Tesla. Could this ruin Tesla? I think would by far be the best. Okay. So, but here's the problem with could this ruin Tesla? There's not a keyword, right? If you publish that as a standalone post, all you're really doing is you're going to, you're going you're gonna to basically make money off the, some traffic you send there from your newsletter and then it's dead. And I can tell you this from direct experience with fat stacks. Okay. Fat stacks, I actually do write solely for the newsletter and I publish some of those on the website, but the, the, the content in the newsletter and the titles that come up with just simply are not going to yield any real search traffic to them. I published enough to know that that's the case. Okay. So I can tell you right now, could this ruin Tesla? You know, it sounds like it, that'd be like a newsworthy article. I have a 24 hour sort of a cycle perhaps. And then that's it. And that's, that's sort of how it would work with email. Okay. That's what I want to avoid. That's what I don't want to do. I could do that all day long with my email newsletters, but um, it's not it's not worth my time really. My time is much better off really focusing and doing everything as much as I can toward increasing search traffic to my sites. Okay, so but if I want to tack on the newsletter, as I've already said, and I'll say it again, it's got to yield results, but it's got to do so with almost no time spent. Okay, that's really important because I used to spend quite a bit of time on these newsletters. And I didn't get great results and the time was wasted. So, so that's the trick here. So here's how we deal with this. So right? could this ruin Tesla? What, what you do is you write that article it, and it wouldn't even have to be that long. I mean, could this ruin Tesla? I think really you just talk about the batteries. You could talk about, um, and the competition that's coming up. Maybe, you know, Audi's coming up with some pretty sweet EVs. Porsche has one out. Okay. These are, are, are these a threat? And you could talk about this. And that's about it. Maybe there's some SEC uh, issues with, with Tesla. I don't know. I don't really follow Tesla that carefully. So, and you could write this article. It could be like, you could write it really quickly and to the point and engaging. And so somebody who goes to it from email will get the gist of the article and that's all they really care about. And, and you plug it into an existing article about EVs, or maybe it's an existing article about Tesla that you're already targeting a good keyword. So by adding an additional, let's say 750 words that this, this little snippet or chunk is a, is, is that's going to go on into that article and it's going to serve a really good purpose and it will bolster that article with a lot more content. It's relevant. You got to, you obviously got to put it where it's relevant. You're not going to put it on some, you know, um, combustible engine article that you're writing about, you know, that's not going to make any sense. It's got to go somewhere where it makes sense. And then what you do is this. Okay. So you want to link to that, then that specific little section in 
that article. So you don't want to just send them to the article at the top because they're going to go and the title is going to be different. Let's say, let's say you did add it to the 10 fastest, let's say you had an article, the 10 fastest electric vehicles. And it turns out that the Tesla Model S is the fastest. I don't know if it is, but let's say it is. Okay. Then you could add under that, you could write about, but okay, it's the fastest, but this could ruin Tesla. Okay. So this is way down at the, at the bottom of the article. If you send email readers promising could this ruin Tesla to the top of the article that is titled the 10 fastest electric vehicles? They're going to be like, this is total spam. This is nonsense. It's a waste of my time. They're going to be angry and they're going to unsubscribe. Okay. They're going to be choked. They may even reply and say, you know, some pretty mean things. Okay. So you want to avoid that. What you need to do is you need to get them right to the headline. Could this ruin Tesla? So what you do is really simple. You just use a table of contents plugin. If you use Gutenberg, you can use the uh, simple TOC plugin. It's free and you can create a table of contents that way. And then you just make sure that the subject or sorry, the section heading, could this ruin Tesla is like an H2 or an H3. And then that'll be converted immediately to a hyperlink within the article. Okay. Uh, or you can use the table of contents plus if you use the classic editor, that one works as well. It's also free. But what you need to do is you then publish that article on the blog. You go and you click the link in the table of contents to that section. Could this ruin Tesla? And then you take the URL. So when you put that URL in the email newsletter for your readers to click through, it's going to jump them straight through to that section. Okay. This is not rocket science. It's pretty, pretty simple stuff. It could be very, very effective. And this way, you're, the time you spend creating content for your email newsletter that's engaging, that's interesting, it's actually kind of fun to write. It's fun to come up with these interesting topics that you're also benefiting on your website. You're not just like throwing it up there and it's never really going to do any perform or do anything for you. And it could very well be that by blasting a ton of traffic to the article, which happens to be the 10 fastest electric vehicles, and that's probably a pretty competitive keyword, but if you did rank number one for it, it'd probably be pretty lucrative, then you're only going to help that article rank. Now, just because you send direct traffic to it doesn't guarantee that you're going to rank number one, two, or three at all, okay? But it's going to help. And that's, that's a benefit in itself as well. So, so this is a really simple sort of hack in terms of how to really get the most out of the email content you put in it by, you know, having a two prong benefit, both serving your readers with engaging content, but also benefiting your website. Because for the longest time, you know, I could, I could link out to all my new articles and I did this for a long time. I would just simply like, I would publish, let's say two or three articles a day on, on a site. And then I would link out to maybe one or two or maybe an old one that I haven't had for a while. But a lot of these, most of my articles are geared towards search, right? That I'm, I'm going after keywords. And for people who are searching these topics, they're interested, but in terms of like this highly engaging type of content, it's not really that, right? It's just, it's just not, it's just not the nature. It's a totally different type of concept. And so the, the newsletters never really worked really well. And then, but when I would do something that, you know, would, was created specifically for the newsletter and it was interesting and engaging and it had this wide appeal. So it appealed to a lot of the subscribers. Then that newsletter would be a big hit and I'd even get people to reply and say, Oh, that was really cool. Or that was funny. Thanks for that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the big, the big problem for me understanding all of that all along is like, how do I, how do I marry the two? Right. And so I think this is one option and I think it's a good option and it's working for me. And I still have need to hone the process and I'm still working on the process and I'm not entirely sure to work in every single niche, but I think it can work in a lot of niches and I'm working a lot of, a lot of niches that I'm in. So 
Uh, for a long time, I've often said, you know, email's probably a waste of time. It's because I didn't really go about it entirely right. And I think this is an option to make it better. Now, if you are already stretched for time, there's no question in my mind that your time is much, much better spent to still grow your search traffic. Search traffic is the ultimate, okay? You only want to start thinking about incorporating and putting the time in for an email newsletter if you do have a little bit of extra time and you could do it. And it does cost money. If you need email uh, autoresponder software such as ConvertKit, which which is what I use, it's not free. Now, I think you can get up the first 500 subscribers free. So that's cool. At least you can get, get the ball rolling. It won't cost you anything. So, you know, this... It is a fair amount of work, but at the at the very least, what you could do is you could set it up. It doesn't take long to set up, and even if you just set up like a like an auto sequence, and what a sequence is is the say every new subscriber will run through a set of emails, and you could space them out like every day, every three days, every ten days, or whatever you want. And you could create even if even if you just created like ten high engagement articles that would link back to your site and just your new subscribers went through that, that would probably be worth it in the long run. It's automated. Once, once those emails are set up in the sequence, like you don't have to do anything, like just make sure it's fairly evergreen content so that it's not outdated, you know, in three months or whatever. And that's automated. It's, you don't have to do anything. And that that's, that's one really nice aspect of email marketing because it, it is all automated. It's very powerful like that. So those are my thoughts on email marketing at this point. It's been a long, long saga and evolution as I'm doing this. Will this will this turn out to be the greatest thing since sliced bread for me? Not even close. No, nothing's really going to come close to the to the system I have, and that is ranking long tail, low competition keywords in search and earning from display ads from that. I can I can mess around with affiliate offers because mo- my site's mostly informational. I can play around with affiliate offers. I might be able to you know, increase the commissions, and I have increased the commissions by by monkeying around with it. But at the end of the day, it's still a fraction of really what I earned just from display ads and the same with the traffic. You know, I've had some good Pinterest success. I'm having pretty good success with Facebook. I think I'm going to have some pretty good success with the email, but none of it is going to come to really the power of what organic search traffic generates these days for me. Okay. This is really sort of supplemental or gravy traffic. And because I figured out a way, I think really that it doesn't take much time at all. That's the really important factor here that, that eluded me for a long time. That That's what's going to make it worth it. That, it's not going to take a lot of my time every week to be able to just add a little bit more, create another email for the sequence. And that's going to work for me for a long, long time. Thanks for listening.